I have to say these are two of the most intense, bizarre episodes that Voltron has ever done. And you guys, it is a wild, wild ride. We are the AfterBuzz TV Voltron Legendary Defender After Show. We're looking at Season 8, Episodes 9 and 10, Knights of Light Parts 1 and 2. We have a very special guest with us tonight. We're going to talk about mind-diving doppelgangers and why you should just say no to darkness. So we'll see you after the opening. And team, it's time to form Voltron. You're tuned in to AfterBuzz TV, the ESPN of TV talk. Now, let the buzz PSA? I, it's more like a mid-90s anti-drug PSA, let's be real. I do have to give you credit on the song choice tonight, though. I am, like, back in my early college days, just rocking out to angsty music. Well, in this, I... This do, I do associate this with Kingdom Hearts, so you can thank that for that one. That is a skill, it y'all. Believe there was an AMV, probably a million AMVs of Kingdom Hearts. <laughs> there were, of course, there were. Hello, everyone. Welcome back. We are the AfterBuzz TV Voltron Legendary Defender After Show. We are looking at Season 8, Episodes 9 and 10, Nights of Light, Parts 1 and 2. And I am beyond happy that the two-parter fell the way it did. I have with me Green Lion, Megan Salinas. Hey, everybody. I am Black Lion, Katie Cullen. And we have with us tonight, for the first time, the voice of my queen, Razavi, <laughs> Zara Fuzzle. Hello. Thank you for having me. Thank you for Excited coming. How are you doing tonight? I'm doing well. I'm doing well. It's a rainy night in Los Angeles, and so I'm feeling feeling that mood. And you've got the leather jacket aesthetic going on. Yeah, you know, someone had to compete with uh, Prince, Space Prince. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, yes. It only, <laughs> it only rains in Los Angeles every once in a blue moon. I know, so right? you got to enjoy it while it lasts. Yeah. It's like, you know, you put on some smooth jazz, and you make some tea, and you, I don't know, these are the things I do when it rains. That's what I'm doing. Put on some popcorn, watch a movie, Ooh. cuddle up in a blanket with the cat. Yes! yes. The cat is essential. <laughs> For sure, the cat. Absolutely. The cat is always essential. The cat is always essential. You don't have a cat. Because it's raining, you need to go and get a cat. Yep. Go adopt one and then go home and make yourself some tea. Yep. Hashtag even, adopt, don't shop. Even for the five days it's raining in Los Angeles, <laughs> you need a cat for those five days. Well, you get a cat for those five days, and then you keep them for the rest of their lives because permanent homes. Yeah. Yes. Yes. I volunteer at a shelter a lot, so oh, I'm like so adopting great. cats. Let's go. Anyway, before we get the ball rolling on the episode discussion, we do, as always, have a little uh, housework. Is not the word I was looking for. Housekeeping. Housekeeping. <laughs> like, have a little housework for you. Come to the studio. It's fine. Just intermission. <laughs> We do have a hashtag, ABTV Voltron, that is on Twitter. We've also got the live chat going for all of y'all in here. Hello. If you want to be involved, if you have questions for our wonderful guests, if you just have fun stuff to talk about, throw in the hashtag, throw in the live chat, you may well get a shout out. Keep in mind that the live chat only lasts for a couple of hours, but the hashtag is forever, and we check that throughout the week. The other thing is, we have a new rule at the Tavern of Lions, and it boils down to be nice or get out. You're a little early, but I love it. That's the sound of people getting out. <laughs> Being expelled <laughs> out when they're not nice. Being punted into the Los Angeles rain. <laughs> yeah, essentially, everyone has opinions, especially on this show. I firmly believe that you can express them as respectful human beings, and if you fail to do so, we're banning you from the channel. It's that simple. There it is. <laughs> That's the one I was looking for. Laser bands. So yeah, you guys are usually pretty dang good at that, so please continue to be pretty dang good at that. And our last little bit is, of course, the spoiler warning. We may talk about the rest of the season at the end of this episode. If we do, we'll drop a spoiler warning. If not, please do not talk about anything beyond episode 10. We do have people that are watching this along with us, and y'all have, you all, you are so patient. My God. But don't spoil them. <laughs> so hashtag live chat comments. Keep them all spoiler free. Be nice. Be good people. Let's get rolling. Yeah. Tell us a little bit about Razavi. What was it like joining the Voltron family? Oh my gosh. Um, it was amazing. It was a really hard secret to keep. <laughs> <laughs> because, okay, let me paint you a little picture. So I um, had been fortunate to audition for Voltron several times over the course of the series when they were casting. I think I auditioned for Allura. I auditioned for um, Hagar. I auditioned for Zethrid at one point, Anerva. Um and finally, uh, Nadia Rizavi came across my my uh, auditions, and uh, this was in like spring 2017. 
And at that point, only like the first two seasons of Voltron had been released on Netflix. And it was all coded as, oh, this is for season three of Voltron. So I'm like, oh my gosh, the next season that's like coming out soon? Great. Amazing. Because <laughs> that's how that works. <laughs> uh, naive 2017 Zara. Um, but so the dis- character description of Rizavi in the audition. So it was this, it was, uh, it was a super cute drawing of her standing. That's the one that's on the website. Yes. Not colored. But she had her glasses and she had her headband. I'm like, okay, I'm in. And um, the character description was also, I believe, the character description that's on the website about how she's an adrenaline junkie daredevil. She wanted to be, uh, her parents wanted her to be a doctor, but she wanted to be a pilot instead. <laughs> um, and I was like, okay, done. I know this girl as the child of two doctors. I'm like, ah, yeah, South Asian families. Like, yes, this is um, awesome. And so I submitted my take. And, uh, you know, I think a week or two after I had submitted my audition, I got a call from my agent and said, congratulations, where they, you know, the offer is coming for you for this part, uh, for season three of Ultron. I'm like, awesome. So it was so amazing because I knew that the show, even with just when the first two seasons were out on Netflix, it already had so much love and such a rabid um, fan following. So I was super excited to join it. Super stoked and intimidated to join the incredible cast. My God, the voice cast for this show is just phenomenal. It's amazing. Yeah. So it was super exciting um, when I got cast. What has been your favorite part of being part of this Voltron family, of providing her voice? Oh my gosh. Um, I have to say it was a bucket list item for me to work with Andrea Romano. <gasps> Yes. yes. Right? <laughs> that is the correct response. That is the correct reaction to have to this living legend, Andrea Romano. Um, she, I was such a big fan of the shows she directed when I was a kid. Batman the Animated Series, Pinky and the Brain, Animaniacs. I mean, she's just the queen. So to work with her, to, to be able to be directed by her on what was her final show before yeah. retirement, was just it's the biggest... <laughs> up on that stand and admire it forever like yeah and she's every everything you hear about her all the hype is real believe she has a way (laughs) of making you as an actor feel so in control of your choices and supported feels like your choices are supported and then you can play from there and go beyond from there and it was just such a total blast recording with her another amazing part um was uh, working with the voice director, Serena Irwin, who kind of took over for her. Serena's a genius. And so, you know, working with these two incredible voice directors is just a dream come true as an actor uh, for animation. So it's a fantastic workplace to go into then. Yeah, it was so much fun. And you know, Rizavi, like she stylistically, um, the MFE pilots are such a different part of the show. You know, they're often used for comedic relief. And especially... um, there are some scenes from season seven that were in the audition script and were in the original record scripts that never made it to the final. They um, no. have to do like a reading at a convention sometimes. <laughs> like what? <laughs> like just more banter in between. Nothing too juicy, but like banter in between. <laughs> like character building stuff where you really got more of a sense who each one of the four of them was. Um, and like I think Rizavi had a line in there like, that's the best thing about the world ending. <laughs> oh, I forgot it. <laughs> I had it. That was the first part of it. Like, there's nothing to lose. That's what it was. <laughs> oh, she's so awesome. Um, so, like, just playing her and having fun and being that kind of comedic relief for the show that, you know, that has these moments of epic drama. It was such a pleasure to play these moments of levity and... and um, Especially with uh, the episode Day 47, which you yes. guys covered yes. last week. Yes. It was awesome. Um it was that, so much fun to watch her try to be a movie director. Oh my gosh, yeah. And like that bit of uh, that one line about, okay, um, I hear you, but can you tell me now like you're telling a friend at the gym? Like, <laughs> that's an amazing bit of that's an amazing bit of writing because that's like voice direction 101. You'll often get that note. It's like, okay, I understand, but who are you talking to? Okay, good, but now can you tell me that story? But talk to your friend and she's right here. She's not over there. She's right here. Like, bring it in. So it was just... <laughs> It's so much fun. <laughs> got to be a voice director in yeah, that moment. Yeah, exactly. Sadly, she was working with Colavan, <laughs> who is not an artist. It, it makes so much <laughs> sense, though. Yeah, he's an artist in his own very particular craft. He's an artist of murder. <laughs> in coordinates. 
<laughs> he will never be lost, ever. Um, but it makes so much sense, though, that she, uh, knowing now that, you know, her parents wanted her to be a doctor, but that wasn't her dream, why she was so bored by Kincaid's talk yeah. about biology. Yeast. Oh, like, yeah. she's just like, no, it makes so much sense why she would immediately reject that idea. Yeah, totally. Uh, the odd couple working on this documentary here. Yeah, and that was so... Sh- Bumper Robinson, shout out to Bumper Robinson, who plays Kincaid. He was... I recorded once with him. Um, sadly, a lot of my records were not group records. I was by myself Aww. or with one other person. I got to record with Anna Graves, Leaf's daughter, which was awesome. Um, so, yeah, I recorded with, with Anna and Bumper. And Bumper is so funny. Um, and I love his work with Kincaid, especially in season seven. He's, all he really has to communicate with, for the most part, are those grunts. Mm-hmm. And they're perfect. <laughs> Like, so good. Um, And such a nice person. Bumper's awesome. So do you have a preference then recording with uh, with a regular cast, like it's a radio play, or by yourself? Because uh, some actors prefer just being on their own in the booth. Yeah. Um, It's always more fun with other people, especially if you're all in the same scene together, to have that interactive back and forth. You give a line and you get something back and you can respond to that and play with it. Like, that's always preferred. But that isn't to say that sometimes when I'm alone in a padded room by myself, I have a lot of fun. <laughs> <laughs> can we just take that out of context and put it on a shirt? Sure. When I'm alone by myself in a padded room, I have a lot of fun. Just like 10% residuals and royalties. Mm. Sure, okay. that's <laughs> great. Making we'll talk. Money. We'll talk tea public stuff when we're all done here I tonight. I think you overestimate the power of my shirt shop. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, is there anything that you would want to tell the fans about her? Anything where it's like, her favorite color is purple, why doesn't anyone know this? Or just things. Oh, um, yeah, you know, I feel like you get a really good window into Razavi in the first episode of season eight, launch date, mm-hmm. um, where the, the girls go to the mall, and they have that <laughs> shopping sequence, and Pidge and Razavi freak out over the video game. Like, I think that is Razavi to a T. I mean, okay, I'm going to get deep for a second here. I feel like for a lot of the teens on Earth, they kind of had a stunted um, adolescence in the sense that they had to become grown-ups really quickly to deal with this threat to their planet. And I feel like, especially the MFE pilots, they were like the top of their program, really good at what they did, really good at warfare and strategy. And so I think that for Razavi, she's that aspect of her teenage glee, you know, she even talks about how the video game, the, it, it, it was released right when the Galra invaded, so nobody ever got to the end. <laughs> that's, that's her in a nutshell. And so I think, you know, in, in me and thinking about the character and, you know, trying to find, trying to find the Zara in it, it's that, that inner teenager who still wants to play, who still needs to come out and have that life and grow up and have that adolescence, but has all these other responsibilities on her that she has to honor at the same time. So whenever that adolescence can come out and play, mm-hmm. it does. And that's that's kind of how I think about Razavi. That's pretty... Sp- I like that. I, I <laughs> always... I, oh, go ahead. I say that as someone who has been doing my day job and then going home and playing <laughs> Kingdom Hearts 3 because it finally came out after 10 years. So. <laughs> I'm there. I got you. <laughs> I'm living that life. I I always enjoy characters who can find joy in the simple things. Mm. And there is like this simple, youthful joy in finding a game or in telling a good story or, you know, in finding romance, you know, where you can find it. Like, I... I I really appreciate Razavi for being one of those characters that can, in the bleakest of situations, find the joy. Yeah. Yeah, she's so cool. (laughs) My only wish is that we got to see more of her and live more in her her life. Um, We all wish that. (laughs) She's perfect. I, I think feel... this is the point where we sit here and go, okay, so where's the spinoff about the MFV <laughs> I know, <pilots>? right? <laughs> um, that's the thing, though. I'm, I'm so grateful for the moments I did get to inhabit that character and play in the Voltron sandbox. Like, it was so awesome, and I'm so grateful for the experience to um, for everyone at DreamWorks, and it was awesome. Well, she thank you for coming here and sharing with us, because, oh, yeah. like I said, she's my queen. I love her <laughs> a lot. <laughs> 
Now, if she had gotten complete creative control over a movie, uh-huh. not necessarily a reality TV documentary, uh-huh. but over a movie, what movie would she direct? Ooh. <laughs> I mean, I feel like it would have to be like a Top Gun. Oh, yes! <laughs> given her uh, her uh, experience and affection for aircraft. I feel like that would be a slam dunk for Rosati. <laughs> She'd be perfect. Yeah. She's like her doing like the movie of the real Voltron story. Yeah. <laughs> Inside the, the lion. Yeah. <laughs> Behind the lions, if I, you will. I just love like the whole extreme space harvester. <laughs> and like, like I, I brought in the record, like I knew that's what the script was asking for. It wanted that bigness. And so when I did my first take and Andrea Romano was like, okay, bigger, lean more into that reality TV announcer. I was like, really? Okay. Yeah, let's go. Um, I'm thinking a Razavi directed Bachelor or Bachelorette <gasps> might be pretty epic too. Oh my god, that that would be an entirely different show, <laughs> and it would be amazing. Well, and think about it. At this point, you have Earth as a hub for different alien species, yes. so it's not just different people; it's different species and cultures. Voltron and Big Brother would be amazing. Are you listening, DreamWorks? <laughs> this is gold. You say that like the Castle of Lions and later Atlas aren't already that. I mean, there's we got to get a reality television crew in there. <laughs> I mean, that's some of the most interesting stuff, though. Just seeing Aksha make friends and oh, yeah. everybody be really awkward at the breakfast table. Yeah, yeah. I love that little scene there. Oh. Um, I remember Razavi, yeah, she talks about, I got stuck in a ball pit once when I was a kid. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like, oh, she's trying to relate. But, um, and, and that's another thing, too. Like, it's just, it's it's such a cool... They did such a good job of world building in that show. Like, every season was layered with different species and races and, and you know, perspectives. And, and I feel like in season seven and eight, you start to see all that come together. And it's just so masterfully balanced. And like, we get to see people return and we get to see resistance activities. Yeah. And it's all these things I've been asking for since, like, season two suddenly showed up. And it's like, yeah. oh. I know the season was already in production when I asked for these things, so they didn't really listen to me, but they listened to me. <laughs> they did. It was in the ether, and they plucked it. They, they knew they where, served it. They knew where your heart was going. Before I even started <laughs> watching the show, because the pipeline for this one is long. They gave you what you never knew you almost wanted. Always wanted. Oh, there we go. There we go. There we go. Yes, Those were words. <laughs> Those were the words I was trying to use. Yes. All right, well, we need to move on to covering the episodes. This is the point where I would usually take a time out and tell you guys about why you should subscribe to us on iTunes, because it really super helps AfterBuzz as a channel, and it helps us promote things, and it helps us find new followers and... All that fun stuff. Do you remember the wording of the new live read? Because I don't. I don't. But you guys should definitely subscribe, if you haven't already done so, to the AfterBuzz YouTube channel, the AfterBuzz Animation YouTube channel, uh, because it makes us more searchable, it helps support us, it helps keep the lights on here, makes us more searchable, uh, and also it really means a lot to us. Uh, it means so much when we hear your guys' feedback and we we hear your guys' thoughts about the episode. No joke, highlights of my week are whenever we get comments saying, that it that people don't have uh, friends that they can talk to about a particular show and that our podcast makes them feel like they're sitting down and talking with a group of friends. No joke. Comments like, we, we've gotten multiple comments like that and they always make me want to cry and make my heart sing because I know how that feels. So guys, it really does mean a lot. Please hit subscribe, leave a comment. Um, we love... We love having you, and you guys are the best, so thank you. And we'd like to encourage you to turn on notifications like you don't have to, but I definitely saw more than one person in the chat saying, oh, shoot, I forgot this was happening. What are they talking about? Notifications mean they'll tell you when we... Thank you. My God, your timing is amazing. Tell you that uh, they tell you when we go live, so you will never forget again for the next, like... Three episodes that we yeah. have. We're yeah, appro- we're coming down to the wire, We are we? approaching the end, ladies and gentlemen, so you definitely do not want to miss those. So like, subscribe, hit the notifications, do all that wonderful call-to-action YouTube stuff. Supports the channel, supports us, and we can go out with a bang. The other way you can support us is heading over to iTunes, finding us on there, rating us five stars because there are five lions in Voltron <laughs> and you need all five of them. This has been a plot point. All more the than other once. stars are broken. The other stars are broken. Five or nothing. <laughs> and leaving a 
a comment. That really helps people find us. So when people go and look for Voltron, we're a little further up on the search ranks and they're a little more likely to listen. So definitely do the thing. And if you leave a comment, we read it on air. We give you a shout out. I don't think we have anything new this week. And it's hard to tell because iTunes is really bad at organizing things. So I've given up do... looking on my phone. The yeah. mobile yeah, <laughs> is terrible when it comes to the ratings. Interesting. So if you do leave a comment, screen cap it, throw it in the hashtag ABTVVoltron. We do see those. Uh, yeah, Katie Fox and chat. Yeah, the notification tonight saved me. <laughs> oh, yay. We love you. Thank you for subscribing. Yes, thank you for subscribing. Thank you for coming here. We are having a grand old time tonight. Let's talk about these episodes. Oh, my gosh. Holy cow. These these were bonkers. You ever watch a horror movie where you see somebody go... Make the wrong choice in Don't a horror movie. Don't go up the stairs. Don't go up the stairs. Don't go up the stairs. And, Why did you go and up you the stairs? And you keep yelling at the screen. Don't go up there. Why are you doing that? Why did you throw away the weapon? That's a terrible idea. And you just keep yelling. And of course, nothing changes because it's a movie and no one can hear you. But that's really how I felt. This entire both of these episodes yeah. is Alora's. Uh, I guess relationship with the entity in these two episodes i just i felt this unending dread like this is gonna end terribly this is gonna end terribly oh it was so hard it was so tense to watch yeah and upon rewatch once you kind of know what's going down and again we're keeping it spoiler free but it's easier upon rewatch when you're not worried about what's going to happen to these characters what are we going to do when the suspense isn't keeping you on the edge of your seat anymore you can see where all these seeds are planted where all these trails are laid you have a better understanding of oh this is why this person's doing this oh this is developing from episode to episode here to there to all right this makes a lot more sense but Alora's still doing darkness drugs and that's not a good decision kids <laughs> If there's one thing you take away from Kingdom Hearts, it's that friendship is great, and yeah, don't do darkness. <laughs> and if there's one thing you take away from this, it's quintessence, not even once. Yeah, don't. <laughs> entity, winners, never. Winners don't do quintessence. That's that's the long and short of it. If it came from the void and tried to kill you, maybe don't put it in your body. Wait, is Voltron one long anti-drug PSA? It could be. I mean, I feel like the old show probably was. <laughs> it was in the dare era, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. That was uh, in an era where, where shows would literally end with, and now you know. <laughs> On a very special episode Sonic of says. <laughs> I mean, that's no good. <laughs> I, just the bit of that that really drove this home to me, and I, I was having a grand old time taking my notes, and I feel like I should release these to you guys at the end of the season, <laughs> because some of them are fun. Uh, the family reunion at one point oh. with... Alora and Alfor, and it's very sad and very beautiful and very sweet, and then it turns into, you did what with the entity? I thought we talked about this. You don't know me, Dad! <laughs> <laughs> Already he, criticizing my choices. God. <laughs> You've been back for two seconds. <laughs> and he can't even tell her to go to her room because the castle doesn't exist anymore. <laughs> oh, oh, no. oh, no, I made myself sad. Um, I love it. I, I also really love... The whole sort of crux of all of the action in um, part one of these mm. two episodes, where it's the new paladins fighting basically dark mirror versions of the old paladins. I like I've been I've been very nostalgic for like the Legend of Zelda lately, and so mm. I'm like. Um, there's a bit in Twilight Princess where you're like fighting heroes of the past and it it felt very reminiscent of that and I loved like it was very evident pretty quickly the identities of their assailants especially mm. when you find out that like oh Hanerva you know kills people and just sort of stashes their souls like uh <laughs> it's cool that she, uh, that she can do that but once you know that it's very evident very quickly who they're fighting mm. and especially since uh, there's no equivalent for Keith and he's left out in the void right, after right. his friends have been eaten alive by a horror movie yeah, yeah. Man. i i was blown away like by the animation of the sequences and how um i mean Voltron is known for its incredible action scenes but I, what was so neat to me was the dialogue was so sparse and the music and, and animation, like the, that production was so dialed up as 
the, the identities of these people are start to become known. I was just like, this is such a beautiful way to have this reveal happen stylistically. Like, it's and awesome. <laughs> part of it happened. And again, I... It's weird how this episode treated certain things with Allura. Or rather, these episodes. I'm kind of thinking of them as a gestalt entity in my mind. Because, like, <laughs> oh, no, entity. Don't do entity. The same thing. <laughs> Stay away. Don't do entity. Okay, but a gestalt entity is different. That's more body horror than cosmic horror. Um, wow. wow. <laughs> we went there. Love it. Yes. Keep talking. Anyway, it's, it's interesting how this episode treats certain things that Allura does. Because... On one hand, while she's fighting her paladin counterpart, she starts giving into the entity, and you see her using darkness, and you see her get the horror movie eyes, and it's really, really creepy. But that helps break the other paladins out of their shells and get them out of a nervous grasp. And then later on, she full-on tortures Zarkon. Yes! That is a horrifying scene. And the music treats it like it's a horrifying scene. But none of the other characters, especially Lance, who has been against this whole entity idea from the get-go, are reacting to it. Mm. Like, we're watching her take a leap off the slippery slope and torture someone who, at the time, is innocent. Is this... Who's just been shown crying and almost redemption, like we're almost repenting for... Yeah. It's this younger version of him who, hey, my friends, where have you been? (laughs) Oh, hey, you look like your mom. Like, like he doesn't know. Oh, man. And that's what it seems like. And so it's horrifying watching this happen and watching it the first time and also watching it again. I have no idea if the show was trying to say anything here Mm. because of the way people react and because of the consequences of some of these actions. Like, using the entity is bad. You shouldn't use it, but we're getting information for it. You shouldn't be giving it to the darkness, but it breaks the paladins out. You really shouldn't be screwing up Zarkon like this. But everyone just seems to be okay with it. (laughs) I don't know what we're doing here, and it's weird. It is Mm. a little bit... uh, It does seem like it's a little bit of mixed messages, but I think the actual payoff at the end of the episode, you know, know, we we end things off with Allura being unconscious and we don't know why, and the the implication is that the entity is to blame. So I think... The I think if the show is trying to say maybe it's not maybe it's just like this is just maybe there's there is no moral when it comes to this particular storyline maybe it's just hey in war sometimes people make choices it's a lot of gray yeah there yeah. there is a lot of gray but if maybe it is going with a a bit of a morality play maybe it's yeah something may seem like it's the right idea or it may seem like it's the easy answer because that seems to be the long and short of what Alora's doing is she's she's tired of waiting. She's looking for a quick solution. She's looking for the... Not to go all, like, Star Wars. No, please go Star Wars. <laughs> yes. Um, but, you know, Yoda, before Luke takes off to go save his friends, he, he has good intentions wanting to go save his friends. But Yoda says, if you try to take the quick and easy path, you know, you're going to descend down this, you know, you're going to descend into darkness. And Luke goes, yeah, cool. I I gotta go save my friends. Bye. (laughs) (laughs) And that's sort of what happens with Allura. She, She starts relying on this entity to get what she wants. Right. And it is a slippery slope. And yeah, it gets results. And the thing that, you know, Lance and her father keep saying is, yeah, but at what cost? At what cost? There has to be a sacrifice. And I think at the end of the episode, the implication here is, yes, there was a cost. And sometimes maybe the cost isn't so much what happens to you physically so much as what happens to you spiritually. Mm. Maybe Maybe the cost of using the entity isn't like, oh, okay, now she's in a coma. Maybe the actual cost is... You're not a good person anymore. Mm. You're just as bad as the people you've been fighting. Mm. So I don't know. Maybe maybe I'm reading too much into it. Mm. Maybe I'm justifying it too much. But I don't think it's possible to read too much into this. This is pretty dang late. <laughs> it's pretty heavy, epic stuff. Like, yeah. Yeah. And, I mean, Luke lost his hand. Yeah, he did. You know, he, he, there's a gain, but there's something to be that's lost. And I think that's... It's a con. It's a continual balance. Rather than seeing it as like dark side bad, light side good, you know, it's 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 a continual balance of 
you have to give to get Mm -hmm. and is what you get worth the thing you gave Mm. you got what you wanted but you lost what you had (laughs) never mind you got that on your mind (laughs) a little bit (laughs) we were talking about princess and the frog earlier and i love that movie a lot Uh, TMNT Country Dragon in chat says about the scene with Alora doing the remember. Uh-huh. <laughs> the way it was shot too implies where they where they stood when she was doing it. Each paladin was shown alongside a bad memory that tied to them personally. Oh, legit! I did not notice that. That's an but, awesome observation. Yeah, I don't. I don't think a, uh, earlier Alora would have done this. I think it took. Knowing that there was another colony of Altaeans, and then knowing that Onorva took them and corrupted them, like, I think that was the final straw for her. Allura, can I just say, shout out to Kimberly Brooks. Oh, she is friggin' phenomenal as Allura. The growth of this character, the journey she goes on from season one to now, she's like the ultimate bamf. (laughs) Yeah. And Kimberly does such an amazing job. Magical space princess. Love it. So good. No, and and her range in these episodes too is something really, really fun to listen to. Because even though we're seeing the character make bad choices, Kimberly takes her performance to a really dark place, oh, and it so it fits uh, what's going on so so well. Yeah, yeah, she's in full the ends justify the means territory. Like you don't know what the yeah. ends are yet. <laughs> we made it very very clear <laughs> that you don't know what the ends are yet. This is this is a huge risk, and if she finds out that you're in there, you're Posed. Mm. Like, I did love Shiro laying out the stakes at the beginning. Like, hey, I've been in the void. It sucks. And if you try <laughs> to fight her, you'll lose. Like, let's be real here. Can I tell you guys, though, I was on the verge of tears several times in part one of these episodes when each of the paladins kind of gave their little pep talk to to our current oh. paladins. Like, with, with Pidge and, um, oh my gosh, um... Hunk. Hunk. Oh, like just the, I feel like they needed to hear that from adults, for lack of a better word. They needed to hear that from the previous generation to say, hey, you're doing this for a reason and you've been chosen for a reason and keep going. Um, And the one that really got to me was when Allura's father and Lance were talking and essentially said, I, we felt each other's love for Allura through the, through the lion. Right. And that to me really hit a chord because you know I've lost both my parents and anyone out there who's lost a parent if you have a romantic partner you wish that your parents could know them and that your partner could know your parents and to have this moment happen that's kind of symbolizing that kind of even though they're not there physically together they felt they feel each other somehow. I thought that was so beautiful. And then the reunion with her father was just—it oh, was beautiful. I wish we could have lingered in that moment longer. I know there's no time. There's so much. <laughs> there's so much to go through, but it's so beautiful. Well, because the the last time these two characters were face to face, she had to destroy what was left of him in that computer program. Like she literally had to destroy yeah. it. So the last time they're both on screen together on the show, she's you know destroying his legacy essentially uh, because she had to and so yeah she thought she would never ever even sort of superficially get to talk to her father again and so yeah seeing these two reunite it was it was beautiful even though it's you know there's a lot at stake and right afterwards he's like whoa wait honey no (laughs) (laughs) wait what are you doing baby Uh, I love you very much but I'm judging the hell out of your decisions right now I raised you better than that I didn't raise you to do this (laughs) we talked about this oh man Oh, but it's so good. I did Ooh. feel really bad for Lance, though. Again, when once the the paladin's identity is revealed, I'm like, oh no, he's fighting his girlfriend's dad. Oh, oh. Yeah, I can't. Oh, I wanted none of this. <laughs> <sighs> it's an intimidating way to meet the folks for sure. Yeah. yeah, yeah. One of them. The other one exists in memories and hallucinations at this point. Jeez. The yeah. show does not pull any punches. No, um, it doesn't. So rough. And this one's like, oh yeah, it's the final season. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> I I do like just in terms of like highlights from the the fight though that moment where Hunk slides and like 
shoots the cannon backwards. Oh, yeah. It was so cool. Yeah. And I just, I loved watching all of these fights, and I, I keep seeing things this season and going, remember season one? Remember when they <laughs> didn't do any of this? Right? Everyone's grown so much. Yeah. Over the yeah. course of not a lot of time, as it turns out. Oh my goodness! What'd she do? Um, we or shout what they out, do rather. Shout out to uh, Princess Ponies on Twitter, who uh, did a little bit of fan art in our hashtag, uh, and uh, the, with the caption, "I heard we wanted a Razavi run bachelor slash dating what? show." Oh my god! And oh my god! Oh my they, god. they did some fan art. Uh, you can't really see very well from the camera there, but <laughs> it's in the hashtag #ABTVWorldTron. I love. Love it. Oh. <laughs> That's so good. It is delightful. I'm retweeting it right now. Princess so, yeah. Ponies is a good person, and people say nice things about them. Princess Ponies, I love you. It's <laughs> amazing. Thank you. Yes. Oh, thank you. Yes. Sorry, I didn't mean to yeah. derail it. No. I just had to share that with everyone. That's, that's perfect because we kind of have to pop over to the other part of the episode now. Yes. Let's talk about Onerva's various mindscapes. Oh my oh, goodness. It was very was very difficult to try to structure how to talk about this episode because I like to do bullet points and sub-bullets, and I usually <laughs> have three or four big ones and then a bunch of sub... I have two. I have two big ones. One of them is Alora, and one of them is Onerva's Mind, and Onerva's Mind has, like, 15 sub-bullets. <laughs> like, these episodes were a slew of, and then this, and then that. Welcome to this new location. Welcome to this other thing. Oh, dear God, how many more layers do we have? It's like a rotten well, onion. This is so this cool. is the first time, though, that we get real insight into the villain's motivation when it's not just power for power's sake. Yeah. She doesn't want power, oddly enough. It's been, it's very very different from what Lotor wanted and what Zarkon wanted. Mm-hmm. And I want to drop a spoiler warning for something completely different. Have you seen Spider-Verse? Spider-verse yes. Okay, drop the spoiler Love warning for Spider-Verse. Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. If you haven't seen spoiler Into the Spider-Verse yet, come back in like a minute. Pause it. <laughs> Go back to the movie like theater. If you haven't minute. seen it, what is wrong with you? Go see it immediately. It is an amazing movie. Yes. Oh, you must see three, it. Three, two, one, go. She's Kingpin. Yeah. Totally. I totally. It. Totally. And it's, 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 and it's such a, an understandable, relatable um, reason for a villain to be a villain. Yeah. You know, it's like she just wants to be with her husband and child again and, and, and to undo some of this stuff that she's done that you know how much she's taking responsibility for it and uh, is is another question but it's a it's a very understandable thing it's this love that's motivating her and this regret and it's all super twisted because you look at this and it is her research on quintessence and the entity that kicked off all. I mean, the entity showing up at all mm-hmm. through the crack in the universe was the thing that really kickstarted this. But mm. her just devoting her life and becoming obsessed to the point where it poisoned and killed her, mm-hmm. a lot of this was based on her decisions. Mm-hmm. Everything else that happened, the necromancy, the and, uh, yeah. lack of memories, the 10,000 years of taking over everything. Mm-hmm. Her, Thanks, Onerva! Her ambition literally cost her everything. It cost and it her- cost the universe <laughs> 10,000 years of yeah. Zarkon's reign. Like, things got hecked up and um, most of it was her fault. Yeah, the... She she lost her husband. She lost her son. She lost her identity for thousands of years. And yeah, it's only upon recently reconstructing what exactly happened to her and regaining her identity that she went, oh, I have nothing now. And, you know, the Galra Empire's gone. Right. She She literally has nothing left. So, and then when she finally, she goes to these extreme measures to get Lotor back. Mm-hmm. He's a little baked into the syncline. Oh Ooh, my god. god. Boy, am I glad that shot was three quarters and not full on, because That was hardcore. This so, is what happens when you moment. sit in the void and check Instagram for three years. <laughs> <laughs> Don't do it, kids. You Get just outside, run around to your chair. chair. Don't oh. sit in the void and check your Instagram. So, yeah. not to talking about like body horror not to go like all too Cronenberg or anything I love it do it how alive is he like is he still alive Uh, like uh, 
you, you're familiar not, like, with I have no mouth and I must scream, <laughs> right? Or like we get to the end and you're alive in the sense that you're conscious and you're there, but you can't really do anything about it and you're kind of trapped like, in your own mind. Yeah, I think that's where he is. Or like, you know, David, uh, any David Cronenberg movie like The, the Fly or, um, gosh, I'm trying to, or Akira. Like the ending oh. of Akira. Oh, 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 oh. That is not a Cronenberg movie. <laughs> it's not a Cronenberg movie, but it's definitely sort of where my mind goes. Where, like, because that's what happened is he just got injected with so much power. Quintessence, I guess. raw, yeah. unadulterated <laughs> quintessence that, for that's... three calendar years. I like to think he's at peace and he's not with us anymore. <laughs> And he's so, brain dead, and it's just the body. It's the only way I can make that uh, image okay, palatable. I is am that just the utter horror. Genuinely of this surprised they like. I know that they didn't directly show us, mm. but I'm genuinely surprised they showed us as much as they did. This is one of those instances where um, less is more when it comes to the horror. Oh, totally. they showed just enough to, for you to really. This fills in the details. Psychologically grasp, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then, yeah, and then your mind Dirty imaginations. Like, horror <laughs> movies are so good. Like, the best horror movies use that to their advantage. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, and that's exactly what they did here. And, uh, yeah. It's real Nightmare good. <laughs> it's, it's real so good. good oh, man. <laughs> Katie Fox is just throwing my own words back at me tonight. And she's been on fire today. No body, no death. Well, we got a uh, body. <laughs> 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 Oh God! I hope so. Um, but yeah, that I mean, that's the, regardless of sort of like this, as is you know, regardless of whether or not he's all there, he's he's gone. Yeah. Um, and there's not really anything that she can do about that. So I think with that plan not really working, she's like, okay, plan B. Um, and I mean, keep in mind that when she first pulled the syncline through, it went completely berserker and wrecked anything that moved. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And she was the only thing that could control it. So I feel like there's something still going on in uh, there, and it might just be, went from rage at Voltron for leaving him in here to just rage. Lip. Nothing Lip. but. Lip. Lip. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no! <laughs> Guys, that's so bad! <laughs> Okay, well, we are running a little short on time, so I just... What was everyone's favorite aspect of the Mindverse? Favorite weird location for us to be in? I... Well, not to dive into into horror movies again, but I'm a big, like, Nightmare on Elm Street fan. Mm. Um, And so, like, I really... Uh, apart from the the moment where the paladins were fighting uh, the paladins of old, I really loved when they they hopped back onto Dibazol, um, because mm. it's it's Dibazol as she remembered it. So it's not mm. like one hundred percent accurate. It's like her her rose colored tinted memories of what it was, you know, kind of mixed in with like the negativity she's feeling now. So it's just a really cool way to present a place from her past. What was yours? I'm still lost in Lotor's dead body. <laughs> We're going to add that to the shirt collection. <laughs> Just like, okay. <laughs> I mean, I saw that screen grab going around on Twitter, I think, before I had the time to watch the whole season. Oh, oh spoilers! No. Yeah, yeah. And um, I was like, okay, Voltron, throw down. <laughs> they, they're like, all right, in for a penny, let's go. You guys have been in for a penny for seven seasons. We're going. <laughs> yeah. How about um, you? What was yours? The weird present memory spider web. Oh. Or it's like, if you break it, like, we're, we're in this really weird spider web jungle gym sort of thing. Oh, yeah. What happens if we kill it? Thank you, Keith. <laughs> Thank you, Keith, for always being the first one to be like, well, if I stab it, maybe it'll do something. <laughs> I make fun of him, but really, he's become such a great leader. I, I really but, appreciate him. Oh, sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. Oh, yeah, no, I just, I loved the design for this and that it was oh, hey, Breaking One shows us recent memories. Let's break everything and maybe we'll get her location. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Ta-da! 
<laughs> um, Hit it till it dies, a legitimate strategy. I, I just, because you mentioned Keith, I just want to touch on the fact that, yeah, we mentioned that, you know, he gets left out um, in that first episode. And I, I was concerned that, yeah, I was like, oh, man, Keith didn't get, like, a little Mindscape uh, yeah. sort of trial that he got gets to endure. Um, but I, I love the dichotomy between these two episodes of him um, being isolated and all of that that fear of being alone again because he was alone for so long and yeah. all of that fear coming back to the surface until his friends reemerge mm-hmm. from the darkness and then when he's face to face with um, you know Zarkon's soul that uh, Honerva has created subconsciously as a defense mechanism mm-hmm. just the way he. Um, uh, just screamed at him. Yeah, just the way he he felt like you were their leader. You betrayed them because yeah, he's he, in that position now. Yeah, yeah, he's like you. You don't deserve. You don't deserve this privilege. Yeah, the Black Lion comes with baggage. Yeah, a yeah. little bit. But it was so good. It was so good to watch. Yeah. I also do love the reveal that when Onerva goes full quintessence vampire, she straight up steals the soul as well. Like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay, this is uh, this is messed up. I love it. It's super messed up. Oh yeah. man! Thank you, Voltron, for hitting all my buttons. Uh, <laughs> And we end this episode with Onerva figuring out that they're there after they have wreaked massive havoc throughout her entire mindscape. Yeah. I'm amazed it took her that long. <laughs> Do you and think Voltron gave her itch. a migraine? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right, it started like, she's like, oh, I should drink more water. Like, oh, like, maybe it's a tension headache. And then, oh, wait, <laughs> it's them. Should I, should I take a nap? Like, oh, why does it hurt? <laughs> Someone get me space Advil. <laughs> <laughs> is my ex that I keep in my head mad at me? You know what? They freed him, those sons. <laughs> I did love the ride with us one last time. Like, yeah. That oh, was beautiful. Yeah, that was so beautiful. Attacking the darkness was beautiful. <laughs> even if I will always refer to it as that. <laughs> and that my notes for the last bit just say, Allura, no. <laughs> when you, you, you've yeah. seen... That Onerva is able to use the entity in someone's body as a remote kill switch. You put it in there anyway, and yet. So once again, we end an episode with Alora being down for the count, which uh, is not a good thing. Is that foreshadowing? All credits. <laughs> yeah. um, I, I just love the metaphorical aspect of you have to make peace with the past before you can move into any kind of new future. Exactly. Oh, and I that, love that is like what these two episodes were for me was that that nod and acknowledgement and kind of reckoning of the sins of the past and that warning hey look at what happened in the past let that let history not replay itself take care um and so i think that's so that's such a powerful way to set things up before the final (laughs) the final law and order noise (laughs) (laughs) exactly (laughs) i think I can't. I mean, I guess uh, we do have a law and order after shows. I guess it makes sense. Oh my god! Wow, is that Josh still in the booth? Yes, you are on point tonight, dude. Just our Koran up in the booth, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you, Josh. And on that note, I think that's where we end the episode recap for today. Thanks again for joining us. Thank you for having me. This is so much fun. It is like talking to friends about something you love. I like to think we're friends. (laughs) It's so nice. I'm so glad people have that. What you said your person wrote on iTunes. Yeah. Where uh, where it's like, hey, it's like we get to chat about it with friends. That's That's awesome. Which um, there are podcast, uh, there are a couple podcasts that make me feel that way. So hearing other people say it about our podcast, I was like, "It's fine, it's fine. I'm not crying. It's fine. <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> That's cool. We love you too. Let's all be friends. <laughs> thank you. Yeah, and thank you yeah. so so much for coming in. This was oh, yeah, such a treat. For having me. Do you have any uh, other projects that you're working on that you can tell us about? Yeah. Uh, so I'm on a little show called Young Justice. Hell and, yeah. Uh, I play Halo on season three. And the first 13 episodes of season three just dropped on DC Universe. So you can binge them all. Our, the second half of our season drops in June. And uh, I just found out today a video game uh, I'm in called Apex Legends was just released. Woo! Yeah, it just dropped today, didn't it? just it? literally dropped today. I had no idea... 
Um, it was, hey, we're going to do a teaser at noon. Surprise, we're dropping the game, too. So people went crazy. Uh, I play an AI announcer that you'll hear throughout the game. Um, so awesome. listen out for that. And uh, yeah, lots of cool stuff I can't tell you about, but uh, hopefully you can talk about it in the future. Well, people have been waiting for this season of Young Justice for forever. Oh yeah. So how does seven it feel? years, something like that? How yeah. does it feel to like have at least the first bit of it finally out there? It feels so good. Um, I have to say, like when I got cast on Young Justice, not too long after I got cast on Voltron, like within three weeks, oh, I got the wow. news for both shows. Yeah, it was amazing. It was an amazing time for me, and uh, to join a show like Voltron that has such a devoted, loving, um, supportive fan base, fan artists, creativity, so much love for so many aspects of the show. It's just amazing to to join that family and that community and, and to be part of something that's so well written, like Voltron. You know, it's such a treat as an actor to work on stuff that's like just written so well with such great characters and it's just it's amazing. I'll <laughs> <sighs> just say I Oh, words. <laughs> I'm out of words. It's been lovely. Thank you. Thank you. Where can the people go on the social medias if they want to keep up with you? If they want to keep up with me on the socials, uh, I'm at Zara Fuzzle on Instagram and at Zara Fuzzle on Twitter. And then I think on Facebook, I'm Zara Fuzzle Official. Um, that's the best way to keep track of my comings and goings. All right. Well, thanks again. This has been so great. <laughs> thank you so much. Come right. back anytime. Yeah. Oh, thanks, guys. <laughs> All right, Megan, where can the people find you? Uh, you guys can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at the Mangwin. That's T-H-E-M-E-N-G-U-I-N. I also do a Lost retrospective podcast called No Love Lost. Uh, my my buddy Will likes Lost, and I don't. <laughs> and so we talk about it. So, guys, uh, go to iTunes and check it out there. And I'm Katie Cullen. You can follow me all over the social medias as well as on YouTube and Twitch at Kiaget. That's K-I-A-X-E-T. I am also on an Overwatch League podcast called On The Point, and League starts up again next week, so I am beyond excited for that. You can follow Red Lion Emma 5 at Emma 5 Blue Lion, Alexis Torres at A Torres 890, and Yellow Lion Mark Donica at Mark B. Donica. Be sure to throw things in the hashtag throughout the week, ABTV Voltron. We see it. We love it. Thank you so much. And as always, thank you guys for watching, and we'll see you next time. Bye. Our founder, Kevin Undergaro, and me, Maria Menunos, would like to thank you for tuning in to AfterBuzz TV. Remember, we're not just the first, we're the biggest in the world, and we're the only destination for all your favorite TV shows. Whatever you crave, we've got it. So go to AfterBuzzTV.com and check out our lineup. Buzz you later. <laughs> the views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.